Blog Talk Radio. Hey, you freaks. This is Billy Blair. Watch me in Alita Battle Angel, Three from Hell, and my movie, Cherokee Creek. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to Sexy Witches from Hell. Another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective. And I am the head hauntress, but no, this is no ordinary episode of the Sexy Witches. This is this is actually older than the Sexy Witches. I've been doing this for twelve years, people. Twelve! I'm getting not any younger. I'm going to I'm gonna die. This will kill me. It's like a cancer that festers slowly. But here I am. The madness is upon me, as will my co-host. Let me bring them on the line. Welcome to the Sexy Witches Halloween Horror Movie Madness. The Kings of the Kings and the Masters Rule Post Preview. Holy shit, here we are. So let's bring on my co-host. And also, team, uh, uh, well, basically, builder of, co-host of Madness itself. She's been helping me build this motherfucker all year. Please welcome to the show, newly revisited to Portland, Oregon, Raisin Jasper Hawk. Hello, you're on with the Sexy Witches, (laughs) and it's time for Madness. Hi, Spooky Witches. So excited. Ah, she's... And she knows a lot of this stuff, so she's all ready to go. She's got her notes out. We got this motherfucker. We're ready to do this. So, But mm-hmm. let's bring on some more sexy witches to enjoy the fun. Over a little closer to home, a couple of hours away from me in Clifton Forge, Virginia, is my sexy porn witch. Please welcome to the show and longtime Madness contestant. Erin Marie! Hello, you're on with the Sexy Witches. Hello. How you doing? Hello. I'm it's good. Can you believe so it's ready. madness time? So fucking ready. All right. It's fucking madness time. And on the other side of the coast, my partner in crime in the Southland, the one that gets me into trouble... But, you know, he has a heart of gold anyways. Please welcome to the show, the cuz, the warlock of Orange County, Eric Kogan. How you doing, sir? I am so freaking pumped for this episode. Yeah, here we God, are. God, I've been so looking forward to this. Excellent. So, 
We have a lot of ground to cover, but first, if people would bear with us, we're going to talk quick, some cleanup here, and talk about what we've done in the last couple weeks, like we always do. Uh, First, um, let's start with, well, well, why don't I go ahead and I'll, I'll start, I guess. Why not? I got a couple of things to report. And one of them is a very, well, two of them are extremely happy. Uh, a couple of days ago, the FP3, FP4 Indiegogo campaign hit its goal and has exceeded his goal. So the films are greenlit yeah. and they're going to be on mm. your way. So woohoo! So we're excited Amazing. about that. Yep, very excited. I can't wait um, to see your map on the screen. That's going to be awesome. Even more amazing is that the stylist, Jill, hit her goal with only 51 minutes hours left on her campaign. So, yay, nice. the stylist feature film right is going to happen. We're really happy for Jill, and I actually have backed that. I backed that one, too. So, um, Great. I'm very, very excited. And that was a Kickstarter. So um, if they didn't have um, gotten to their minimum, they wouldn't have gotten any money. So mm-hmm. I, I big, big shout out to, to Jill Six and the stylist. So woohoo! So we got two of my favorite directors launching film projects. So look for those in the next year or so. So excellent. So I, got, I wanted to make sure everyone knew about that. There's still time to back both projects if you want to they still got it they got perks and they're good perks so you know if you want to do it you know, every every uh, guarantee these folks their money they can stretch a dollar these guys can <laughs> absolutely uh, if anybody here has seen the fp2 knows that it looks way more expensive than it actually was <laughs> so really guys yeah so um, and uh, this will be a good transition because I went on a date with my husband on the weekend, which was very nice. Ooh. And we went to the without the kid. We went to the drive-in and we saw a double feature of it and it chapter two. So that was nice. really cool. Yeah, um, and um, so first of all, going to the drive-in and seeing anything is awesome. So that that's goes without saying. Uh, it was my second watch on the first movie and my first watch on the second. I will say seeing the second film, the first film the second time, I actually liked it more. And it's a pretty, it, I thought it was a good movie. It's a pretty solid film. It's very good. I really liked the first half. And once again, I feel the same way as I did about the miniseries. The second half, I feel kind of indifferent to. And I can't quite place why. Um, it's well made. There's some interesting concepts. Bill Hader's actually pretty good in it. He was the one character I did care about. Uh, and I'm so glad he won an Emmy. Oh, my God. It was so exciting. Um, <laughs> I, I, the, the Emmys were exciting this year. I don't usually say that, but I was real. I was screaming a lot during yeah, the Yeah, we'll it was great. I, I, I did want to talk about that. Uh, Fleabag, in particular, and Barry. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, woo. So, but anyway. So getting back, where was I? Um, you know, but I don't know. Erin um, Marie, you said you saw it. How did you feel about oh, the second movie? This. I was yeah, extremely you. impressed. I was extremely impressed with the creatures in particular. The visuals were spectacular. Usually in horror movies, that's the thing that disappoints me the most. I hate seeing a creature if you're going to do it poorly. You know what I mean? That's mm. why I hated Krampus. 
There was just something about them I fucking hated. It's not the movie. It's just the way they look. I I don't connect with it. But these creatures I thought were incredible. I mean, right down to the detailing on the tiny hands of the spider thing. Plus, there was a lot of call outs to the thing. John Carpenter in that movie, which was spectacular, especially considering the time frame. Um, I saw a lot of call-outs to a lot of 80s films in there. I'd go through and make a list, but they were, it was very derivative of a lot of stuff, even more so than I think Stranger Things was. So, That's funny. But the only thing I was truly disappointed in was their choice for older Ben. He kind of looked like the kid, but he doesn't really bring anything to the role. He's just bland. You know what I mean? That was the only thing I was truly disappointed in. Everything else I thought was spectacular, but, you know, it was the one movie that got me into horror movies to begin with. I was so obsessed with it. I watched it every day for two weeks, sometimes twice a day. Wow. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you caught it or not, but the kid who played, uh, I mean, the actor who played uh, kid Ben Hanscom in the original was in the boardroom scene with the older Ben Hanscom here. Brandon Crane. He was the blonde running the meeting. Uh, they're going to make a director's cut of the film. And one of, I think my biggest complaint I had about the second movie, I think, is that there's no need for more backstory in the sense that you've already seen the first movie. You don't need to rehash the first movie except for key points. Maybe if they intercut it like they're going to do, like they're supposed to do a, a big super cut where they're going to intercut it kind of like what they did for the two God, first two Godfather movies. And maybe right. that'll work better for me. Cause honestly, I think the film is pretty solid, but I was looking for a re-edit and I bet you a re-edit might have a tighter film. Cause I felt that it was kind of rambly and, and off pace a lot of the time, you know, but it would have focused up. It was good. Like I said, it wasn't, it, it, it just, I don't know why I like the first half more. I think it might be a problem with the source material as well, because I had the same exact feeling I did about the miniseries. I really love the story about the kids and not so much the adult side of things. Mm-hmm. So it could be completely my bias as well. So, cause Aaron Marie is definitely on the side of history because boy, did it make a fuck ton of money on its opening weekend but i i uh-huh. even more amazing that hustlers knocked it off which is like blows my mind but uh but i still i enjoyed going to the drive-in with my husband and seeing some horror movies uh, Yay. the first one is still the uh the biggest grossing r-rated horror ever right i think so not yeah. sure so Something the sequel didn't it. didn't knock it off its uh own block no, no, the sequel did well, but I think the first movie still uh, made more money. I would have to double check that, but uh, okay. I think that was right. Cause, uh, but, you Could know, be. it's all good. It is Stephen King, and since this is the Halloween horror movie marathon, Madness of the Kings and the Master, I'm getting ready Girl. for this shit by prepping for it. You know, it's too bad it didn't, co- it came out a weekend or two later. We would be having a huge, like, um, special for it, but instead we're gonna have some other specials. But we'll talk about that when we get to the madness, because I've already got some shit going down. I even posted the first one already ahead of time because it's actually very time sensitive, extremely time sensitive. So you might want to go and check that out wow, wow. if you're interested. Okay. 
um, I did actually tag you and Aaron and Steve Wandling with it. So it, 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 you were tagged in those posts. So look for them. Um, nice. Thanks. And then come back and you can tell me what I wrote. <laughs> because everything has been over. <laughs> Um, all right, so Raven, Miss Raven, the uh, you know living up to your moniker, moving up and down the east, west coast. Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing that you can talk about? Well, I did sit down and watch the Emmys on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was way more exciting than I thought it was going to be, and I had already forgotten whether or not there was a host, and if there was, who the host was going to be, so I kind of went into it blindly, but I'd seen most everything except for Fleabag, <laughs> it just kept winning everything left and right, so now I, I feel like I should probably screaming. watch that. Because I did watch Fleabag. Remember, I told you I I, I burned yeah. through both seasons. It's five hours total for both seasons. Nice. It's a burn through. Um, I was a little off put because they constantly one of the things that annoyed me about it, but is they got better in the second season. She constantly breaks the fourth wall, which is fine. But after a while, it's like, girl, get to the fucking plot. Right. <laughs> you know, mm. you know, <laughs> you know, it becomes a little gimmicky, but. It's very dry, even for British humor. So, and the casting, you know, there's what um, Marion Cotillard's in it, and and the guy that nice. played Moriarty in uh, Sherlock Holmes yeah. in it, and Bill Nye is in it. Uh, you know, there's a really the supporting cast is like fucking phenomenal, and how she got this crew together is amazing, and and she's. She's definitely a stand-up comedian, and I actually am very, very happy for her that sh- that she did so well. I mean, I felt like her, like, would you want this is ridiculous that she won the third yeah. one, right? It was like she expected the first, you know, she's like the first two is fine, but now I win this one too. Like, do I really need this one? Because I actually thought Maisel was gonna get it again. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but um, what did you think? Um. I- as far as who is going to win, I didn't. Usually, I'll fill out my own little guest sheet and sort of play along, and I didn't do that this year. Um, but I kind of overall thought that um, Chernobyl was going to get a lot of stuff, and then and Mrs. it did. Maisel, the amazing Mrs. Maisel. Um, the only thing that I really missed was since they had done the creative awards a week earlier, and I didn't even think to look. I still don't know who won the best makeup effects because Chernobyl was up for that. And I really wanted it to win because that makeup is gorgeous. Like in the most disgusting mm. way. Oh my God. I, I had to rewind and watch to try to figure out how they did some of the makeup effects. Um, the it's beautiful work. Of the people in the hospital beds, especially was just like, Holy shit. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't look up who won that category, but I really wish that category was aired, even though they have a separate creative awards that and costumes to take those out. It's just like in the Oscars to take those out from airing um, is an error, I think. Costumes should always be on main broadcast and makeup, but especially costumes and art direction. The idea that they would get rid of art direction, which is what you 
cinema is about, right? Right. You know, it, it, you don't remember, you might remember performances, but when you remember images from a film, you're remembering the art direction. And exactly. a lot of people don't realize that, you know, so, you know, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I, I was very pleased. Almost everyone I wanted to win won, except for I really wanted Gwendolyn Christie to win. Uh, yeah, that was like the one person I wanted to win that didn't, and I was really sad about that. Um, I was indifferent if Game of Thrones won the final award or not. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm glad they did. I'm glad Dinklage gets one more shout out, even though yeah. I honestly am like mad at that character to no end after the end of the hmm. season and and Bron. I want to like I I see them in a whole new light and they're the most awful people in Westeros and it makes me sad <laughs> but right. anyway they, they fully orchestrated they were they were awful to Jon Snow in the end and it, they used him from the beginning they played his ass like a fiddle oh my god now he is but anyway um I was re-watching Game of Thrones <laughs> but uh um, anyway you were a terrible king who, Jon Snow? No, I didn't want Jon Snow yeah. to be king. I, I actually think Bronn would have been a totally fine king, but they didn't have to do it that way, and I thought they were really fucked up how they went about it and how they manipulated him into killing his wife, his girlfriend. I mean, it was really fucked up. Even for even for Game of Thrones, it was fucked up. <laughs> so... <laughs> so uh, oh, speaking of which, I also saw... Um, was it the the Last Kingdom? I've been watching that. It's a Viking show in Netflix. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, nice. And I was hoping to see some of that up there on on the screen for awards. But all it would give is tech awards, and of course they don't give tech awards in mainstream <laughs> anymore, which sucks. But um, yeah, I but I was pleased overall. I'm trying to think. There was like one win that was like holy shit. I was like wow. Um, oh, I Billy Porter I did, was great. The the um, show that caught my interest that I didn't know much about because you know I don't watch a lot of television except for certain shows. Um, it was um, there was the the Brooklyn Nine the the Brooklyn Five Nine uh, doc movie. Oh, Central but, Park Five. Central oh. Park Five. The, the, no, no, no. It, it, was, it was something else by uh, the uh, what is it called? Is it the, when the they guy see won us? the when they see us. Yes, that's yeah, it. The Central Park Five. Oh that right, Central yeah. Park Five. Yeah. That that yeah. movie looked surprisingly good. Like like it's I was great. like, oh, it it's, it caught my attention. I think it's a limited series, so I, I believe there's five episodes. That's yeah. fine. It's probably right? that's all it needs. Yeah. Like Chernobyl, yeah, I don't great. think I could sit through any longer episodes than that. I mean, especially that first three episodes were like, no, perfect. But boy, my God, do we really want to go through yeah. that again? Right. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, you know. I thought it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I did too. It's, yeah, yeah it, it's made really yeah, well. It, it was really good. So we'll talk about that in November when we do our best of episode. I'm sure Chernobyl will come up in that episode. Yeah, exactly. So um, for sure. Um, let's see. I'm almost afraid to throw it out to Aaron because I had to cut him off last time and he got all mad at me. <laughs> Um, no, so Aaron. no, I misunderstood. <laughs> I was mad at myself because I didn't understand, and I was cutting off Steve's time, and then Steve didn't want the time, and it was a whole thing. But no, I was mad at me because I didn't <laughs> catch your clue. Ah, well, it's okay. Yeah. 
Do you have anything <laughs> to report? Uh, well, most of the things, actually everything I think I told you about is still upcoming. But Natalie and I went to this really cool Halloween bazaar. And these things are popping up more and more. I highly recommend you, the listeners, seek these out and go to them. And, and again, I can't say this enough. I say it every year, but I'm going to say it again. Ignore the fucking spirit Halloween thing that takes over the dilapidated spot in the strip mall. Ignore the pop-ups. Go to the guys that are there for us day after day, month after month, year after year, and give them your money so they stay around. Um, Our local big-ass Halloween uh, store, which has everything from, you know, a tube of makeup blood all the way up to some ridiculous uh, inflatable thing for the top of your roof, had a fair and it was uh, filled with a lot of jewelry and uh, t-shirts and soap and pins and buttons and all of it handmade by local artisans. And Natalie got some really wonderful art and I'm going to be posting some of the stuff that she got and some of the stuff I got because it's just cool. And, and again, these things are happening all the time. There's one in Ventura that's a little freaking far, but it looks gorgeous. There's another one that's going to be in the uh, inbred empire, as I like to call it. And I'm probably, again, even though it's a bit of a hike, probably going to go to that one because there's all kinds of cool stuff with it. But look, look for these things because they're cool and go to them. Sweet. That sounds awesome. And uh, I noticed that not scary farm was having their preview, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So how did, we didn't. We cut you uh, off I've last had some time. friends already go, and yeah, I can't wait. Just looks amaze balls. And you're going to the Oogie Boogie Ball, right? Yep. That's awesome. How did you score? Those were not cheap tickets, though, man. Yeah, I can't afford are that not. shit. <laughs> uh, I have low friends in high places. What can I tell you? <laughs> well, I'm, and so that's going right. to definitely count towards the madness. And outside events are counted for two points unless there are walkthroughs involved, and then you can get more points for walkthroughs yeah. and dark rides. So going to Disneyland, as Aaron will, can tell you, can rack up points quite easily because every few feet there are dark rides. So the real question is, Aaron Kogan, do we count Galaxy's Edge as a dark ride? I don't really yes, count it as a dark do you really? If, Even though it's they, just the three, because Star Tours is a dark it ride. The Haunted Galaxy, then yes, absolutely. If they keep it Star Wars, then unfortunately no. Okay, so if they theme it out, then we give points. That's what you yeah. extra points for that one. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. All right. So <laughs> excellent. Anything else someone want to talk about before we move on? Any that I neglected or you remembered? Well, oh, should we uh, talk about the people that we lost this week? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Do we? What we do we want to talk about, Sid? Yeah, yeah Uncle I Sid. Mean, and we, we lost Aaron Eisenstein, the, the gentleman who played Nog on Deep Space Nine. And just today, uh, we lost uh, 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 the, guy, the, the gentleman who wrote so many great Grateful Dead songs. Yeah, the... the um... Was it Touch of Grey? What's his name? Oh Robert, my God! Uh, Box Hunt. of Rain, Ripple. Um, yeah, he wrote some amazing songs. Yes, yeah, Robert, Robert Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, 
Yeah, I knew yeah. something like that. He never oh, played God. with the dead, but he was no. inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with them. Well, because he wrote Touch nice. of Grey, which is a perfect song. And whether you yeah, like yeah. Grateful and, Dead or not, well, it, it's a perfect song. So I'm, I'm a... I'm a Box of Rain fan myself, and Ripple's pretty amazing, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, Sid, Sid has been pretty devastating to the horror community. Uh, my feed's yeah. been filled with nothing but Sid Haig tributes the last 48 hours. Exactly. Uh, it's just yeah. absolutely going through. Um, every horror person that's been to a, a convention has had at least one experience with Sid, because he was Constant presence, constantly working, even up until the end here, you know. And he had been looking frail for the past year, right? Aaron Marie and I saw him a few times. I saw him in um, uh, I was, Crypticon Seattle was the last time I saw him. And he was looking pretty frail there. So, yeah, anybody else saw it? Care. Um, but ev- the thing I love the most is everybody sharing their Uncle Sid stories. Everybody has one. Because he was such a staple in the horror circuit. And no matter, you know, how frail he was looking, he was still filming four movies the last time I saw him. He could barely walk, but he was still at a convention. He did not miss a beat ever. Um, But absolutely everyone has a very touching or humorous Sid story, which I've been enjoying immensely and cried over a few of them. Well, you know, it wasn't completely unexpected, as Rob Zombie said, but it was still, nonetheless, it was very sad to hear of Sid's passing, and and it won't, and you know, I'm I probably am going to go to Days of the Dead Atlanta, and they're gonna, they already said they're gonna put out his table, um, in his honor, like you know, a phantom, you know, phantom guest, and they're gonna lay out some cards and stuff and sign for his family. So if you're at Days of the Dead events, look for the Sid Haig table. Um, so, uh, you know, we all, yeah, like like Aaron Marie said, we all met him and have memories of him. And, uh, you know, someday, someday, he'll, you know, and Three from Hell, he, it was his last official, um, uh, uh, it was actually last appearance, he said. So, uh, yeah. oh, good. So, uh, okay. Someone says that the live ones don't play, but I believe somebody else did say the live ones are playing. Uh, I'm not sure why, but it should work. I mean, everything's fine. So everything's running. Hmm. Knock on wood. (laughs) Of course I could. Natalie's listening to us live. Yeah. Thumbs up. yeah, yeah, Nikki, Nikki, I know Nikki Blount. Hey, Nikki, I know she's listening to us live right now. So I don't know, <laughs> Kathleen Marshall. I, if you're having trouble, I know I've already I've given you your two points, so don't worry, you'll it'll count. So <laughs> I, I know you're at least attempted to listen to us live. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, you know, I, I where were we? It's nine twenty-seven. Uh, I. Yeah, I really don't have much. Uh, I think Harriet Branch also. Let's see. Oh, you see, we got a lot of our regular. Oh shoot. Um, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Everything. I, am I still on, guys? Yes. Yeah. Okay. On. I dropped out of the studio, and I'm not sure why. Oh, I'm Uh-oh. back. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
Yep, Miss Branch is listening. So that means at least four people are going to be in the madness this year, not counting <laughs> those folks on the line. So she gets her two points, Miss Harriet Branch. Oh, my God. So it's funny, you know, um, when it came to the theme, I, I didn't actually contact Raven with the theme until March, which usually by February, I, I kind of have themes for her. Is that right? That sounds right. Yeah, it was pretty late all of a sudden. I, I, or April. It might have been April even. Because, um, you know, the, it was, hmm. the release of Pet Cemetery is actually what did it for me. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, and there was a a, a, a a Masters of Horror dinner around in March, so there was pictures of that going around, and that's how I got the idea for the theme. Um, so um, I really don't have much else to report. Uh, my new job is interesting. I'm in my fourth week. I'm the archivist, uh, which is cool for a biogenetics firm. They do medicines for people. Um, and preclinical trials, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> lots of paperwork involved with that, and I get to put it in a box and put it on a shelf, and <laughs> lock it away, and people come to me and I give it to them, and that's my job. Um, and uh, so the Hatch Act went away. I forgot to mention that last time I was on air with you guys. Uh, when I was a federal employee, it was actually Hi. illegal for me to have a political opinion that endorses a candidate running for an office. I can say a lot of things. Oh, my God. Can I say a lot of things? I probably won't going to say too much because, honestly, it's all been said at this point. But I want to say something about whistleblowers, which is something I know a lot about. And I was flipping through, and I hit Fox News, and they're telling people that whistleblowers are anonymous. No! Whistleblowers are not anonymous. They know exactly who that person is. They went to the investor IG. The IG is one of the most powerful law groups in the government. And to block a report from the IG from getting into the hands of the final people who review it is not done any level of government, and that includes well, it's the unconstitutional. level. It's the beyond. says the IG shall not. It feels like, or you know, maybe, or whatever. No. The I, it says the IG shall hand that stuff over. I'm not all going to say about I'm sorry, that. But anyway, that's all I'm going to say about it right now, Aaron. But the IG. Mm. Oh yeah. Is it? The, the, people don't understand. This is not. That is bigger than the phone call they're talking about right now. Oh yeah. People don't, and, and that's what's going on. It's that. It's that they're focusing on. The phone call just backs up that. <laughs> anyway, hmm. I'm done now, because I'm going okay. to another kind of madness, a fun madness, a madness of my own choosing, not this chaos madness thing that's going around all this world where everyone's all wackadoo and all stressed out because they don't know what to do. Uh, and believe me, there's a lot of stressed out people out there right now. Um, so let's take a small, small, tiny break and get our bearings as I change notes. And then we will talk Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. <laughs> Thank you. 
I don't know if some people recognize that or not, but that was the theme to Mick Garris's Master of Horror, which aired on Showtime back in the day in 2008, seven and eight. Um, it was actually pretty good. Um, it was it was started from a group of people at a dinner who got together to say, and then they created this anthology series, and these dinners still happen to this day. Um, and uh, the last one I know of happened in March. There might have been one since then, but that's the last one I know about. Um, and they get bigger every year. Um, and with that going on, and then also with Stephen King just blowing up, I got the idea for the theme this year of, of, of doing of the Kings and the Masters. The Kings of Horror, which in this case is Clive Barker, uh, Stephen King and Mick Garris, the producer, and the Masters of Horror dinners, and we'll get into who those people are as we read the rules itself. Um, and um, we had another person just uh, signal that they're here, so we get two points for them. And then somebody, would someone go, um, Raven, can I ask you a quick favor? Sure. Can you go to the Madness page and vet the person who just tried to get on and see if they're real? And if they are, let them in. Oh, I already did that. I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's fine then. Never mind. Yeah, I went and looked at them, and they looked good. (laughs) Okay. Excellent. Um, They they were um, uh, for Wounded Warriors Project for their birthday and had cute pics pics of their kids. And, yeah, they're cool. Okay. Great, and if you want to call in and be part of the madness, um, we uh, will give you points tonight, even before the official madness starts in October. This is the warm-up period, two weeks up to the madness, which starts at 12.01 in the morning on October 6th. Yes, the 6th, not the 1st, it's the 6th this year. That's a four-week madness. Hmm. We'll get into that in just a moment. But in the meantime, if you call in tonight, if you listen, like people have been checking in, you get two points. If you call in, you get five, and this this <laughs> podcast will be good for one point throughout the madness uh, if you need to go back and listen to it to get information. So um, your judges will, for the most part, they'll be able to answer your questions after tonight. Right. So what is the madness? What is it? It's 12 years old. It's in its angsty preteen period on uh, it's and uh that's pretty appropriate since i just saw it um this weekend so uh the 12 year old 14 year old angsty period right so uh the madness is 12 years old what it is it's an online game where a group of people in the madness which is the halloween horror movie marathon madness group on facebook a group of them actively participate in a competition it's a film watching competition 
for points, and we'll get into that in detail in a bit. Um, the point system is based on a theme. Uh, every year, the theme is different. Last year, it was horror holidays. This year, it's uh, Stephen King, Clive Barker, uh, Nick Garris, and the Masters of Horror Dinner, which is actually kind of amazing. It's going to run a gambit of movies. And this year is actually one of the most unique uh, I had to change the scoring system this year, everybody. So be ready for that mm. to make this work. Okay. So um, it's kind of an interesting uh, read. Uh, this year's uh, rule is 12 pages long. That's because there's Holy a lot shit. of columns. But there's a lot. There's a reason for that. There's a lot of columns in this. So there's I. There's plenty of eye pages to get through. So don't worry about that. Um, but the rules themselves always stay the same. And even if you don't know the rules, don't get hung up on them. You can watch a shit ton of movies and just write the summary to your judge. You can win the madness. And you don't even want to win the madness. It's not about the madness. Is Aaron Marie, is it really about the points? What are the points really for? Bragging rights. Well, not that, I mean, too, but... Play the, they're just like, it's like, whose line is it anyway? The points don't really matter. <laughs> no, the points don't really matter, and what it is, it's a device. It's a device to get people that are like-minded individuals talking, talking about horror, talking about the horror films they're watching, and sharing it with each other. And that's the point of the right. It's really, It's really a device to get people to hunt and peck. It's like a scavenger hunt. That's what Nathan Hamilton, one of my regular judges and contestants, the son of Silly Lloyd, he calls it the online... Uh, horror scavenger hunt. That's really what it is. And, and uh, I know nice. people have been, including Aaron Marie, have been hoarding titles, getting ready, their cues all ready to go. This <laughs> year is kind of big because with Roku, there is a lot of free shit with a lot of free quality shit online. Um, and to, instead of Netflix this year, our viewing party is going to be Tubi-centric this year. Tubi. So... That'll be kind of interesting. So we'll talk about all that. Um, there, Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff during the madness. Uh, we have throw viewing parties. I won't be doing as much trivia this year because I just honestly don't have time to get good trivia together. But because of that, the warm-up has a lot more extra early bird specials, and I'll get into those as well. So um, first things first, Mr. Kogan, you're the most Yo. green of all of our madness people in this room. Uh, what is the madness to you? Um, the madness is an excuse to watch as, and do as much horror related stuff as possible. Um, I, when you were talking about the points just a second ago, I kind of like watching things for bonus points. Um, the, the weirdest pull out of fricking nowhere was I was watching a clockwork orange and I got extra bonus points, maybe automatic triple bonus now that I think about it, not to skip ahead, when uh, he fantasized about a bride being hanged. I mean, falling through a trapdoor mm-hmm. and, you know, falling to hang by the neck till dead. And that actually sparked a conversation with me and Natalie about why would little Alex fantasize about that? And it's just fun and weird. And I don't, you know, I've seen Clockwork Orange a half a dozen times. Easy. I think that's the first time I said, wait a second, that was a bride. I'm going to go back and look at that. But that, that's yeah. what's cool about the madness, though. It's like, you know, I, one, of, one of my earlier bonus points during our hack last year was, you know, 
uh, you know, people falling on their own while they're being pursued by the villain, right? And then you watch a lot of slashers. How many slashers does that actually happen in? And it happens in all of them. And like when you start seeing it in other things too, like action pictures and westerns or whatever, it becomes an obsession. Bonus, you'll start yelling bonus point while you're watching random movies and people are just going to stare at you funny. It does happen. Trust and me. Months um, later too. And years yes. later, I still yell like window when someone like gets thrown out of a window. Cause that was a bonus point like three years ago. <laughs> still happen. Yeah. It'll make you crazy. It's great. It is great. So, all right. It's nine forty. Let's start this bitch. Are you ready? I got a You're little ready. bit. I'm going to start with a little bit of under music. I have something perfect for the occasion. Oh, yeah. And Hellraiser plays a big part in the madness this year. Could not have Clyde Barker and not have Hellraiser make an appearance so we'll talk about that soon so what the fuck is the madness well this is the game okay the game it basically what it is 12 years old okay i've done it every year and uh it's 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 really it's a game of quantity not quality so you're watching as many films as you can (laughs) so and do watch bad ones because you'll be surprised how many bonus points bad movies are and it'll make it (laughs) worth it because even in a bad movie, sometimes there'll be a, a gem of something cool. Uh, a good example of that is this year I have on my list is Mausoleum, which will be an automatic triple bonus film. I'll tell you why Ooh. when we get to that point. Uh, but it is really bad. <laughs> it's awesome, but it's bad. And I have it right on. Go. So I love bad films. And my husband was not a horror fan. And this is how he only allowed me one month of horror films. And the rest of the year, I have to watch other things. And so I made it into a game. And here we are. So, Which is actually even farther than that. I've been doing something like this with my father with science fiction and fantasy back in the blockbuster or early mom and pop VHS days. So this is a really old game for me. We've been doing this forever. Um, so... Right now, like I said, this is rule post. So after this is over, this um, you I will post the rules online through a Facebook note, and then you'll comment on it and say I'm in, and you'll get a slot in the madness. Uh, but this is two weeks leading up to the madness. This is just getting us ready. I call it the warm up. It gets you loose, gets you learn the rules, gets you used to coming to the madness page and checking in at least once or twice a day. Um, while this is going on um, if you're really crazy turn on your notifications but I post a lot so <laughs> do that with caution um, so the official start of madness though is Sunday October 6th okay at 12.01 a.m so 12.01 a.m so Saturday night you're getting ready party drink a lot <laughs> 12.01 a.m pop in your first movie I do it every year I bring in all three time zones I, you know, I'm on the East Coast, so I bring all the time zones in, and I watch movies up until the Pacific Coast comes into madness. So join me if you want to. It's always fun. It's, not, it's unofficial. It, I never know what the first movie is going to be. It's, it usually is surprising. Like, often it's Army of Darkness, and it's never intended. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll see what it is. So that's, that's 
uh, Sunday, October 6th at 12.01 in the morning. Um, the end of the madness is sunrise Friday, November 1st in all time zones. So your time zone, sunrise. That is when, yeah, these are your time zones. It's, uh, unless I say it's Eastern, all these are your time zones I'm talking about. So sunrise, it's over. And the madness is over on November 1st. Uh, but during that period, Sunday, October 6th to sunrise Friday, November 1st, maniacs watch nothing but horror, certain accepted genres, Halloween-related films, as many as inhumanly possible. Uh, and it's pretty liberal what can be considered. If you think something deserves points and it doesn't fit into the rules itself, you are welcome as a, uh, to talk to your team judge and argue a case for it. And sometimes you'll win, sometimes you'll lose. But you never know if you don't try. So, uh, but also things that are not directly Halloween and horror are accepted. Uh, for example, I accept films with witches. So Wizard of Oz, it's not a horror film. Right. But some, some people would think it is. Uh, there's some pretty scary moments in it. Uh, but there's yeah. a way it's accepted. I also accept any movie with the devil in it. So even... Um, Elizabeth Hurley and Bedazzled can be counted during the match. I mean, it, you know, uh, you know, uh, it also means tenacity and the pick of destiny also counts, which makes me happy. So I always hmm. accept the devil as a character. Uh, and uh, Lucifer. Well, I've got, I've been sitting on that final season, of, that fourth season <laughs> of Lucifer, specifically for the madness. Um, yeah. Once a week, though, this is where it gets hard. Okay. And this is where the madness really comes into play. Because once a week, you will be required to write a short weekly summary containing what you watched for scoring. Um, you turn all your summaries into your team judge. The maniac with the most points by sunrise after Halloween wins the madness. So, you know, if you can turn in your summaries and do keep them short, I'll give you the requirements. But keep them short, but turn them in on time. And then faster we'll know what, who won the madness. So don't be late. We'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. So do we have any questions from the uh, coven here before I move into the rules? No. Um, did you go over everyone that's uh, – you, you mentioned uh, the devil. You mentioned Lucifer. Well, why don't you call – Natalie says she has a question. Call in. Get points. <laughs> okay, she's calling in. Um, did you mention everyone? Did you mention the man god? Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, never mind then. Chill, dude. Can you, huh, 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 can I, can I, huh, huh, huh. I just, I want to know. I want to know if everyone's mentioned. Okay. That uh, They will be. Uh, And got to remember, there might be people, just maybe, that don't know what the madness is. It's their first time listening to the show. So we want to go kind of methodically. So, all right. So the rules. There are 10 to 11 rules. Every madness. Number one rule. Is about the first week. Once again, start Sunday, October 6th at 12.01 a.m. All time zones. Number two, last week and sunrise Friday, November 1st, all time zones. And we have a caller. Hello, you're on with the Sexy Witches. Hello. Hello. This is Natalie. Hello. Hey. Hi, Natalie. Hey, Hello. Nat, what's up? Hey, so you, you have... I had two questions. Uh-huh. So my first question is, we get two points for listening live tonight and five points for calling in. 
is that uh, two and five, or is that two, and if we call in, it becomes five? No, in this case, it's that, not Is that a total of seven or a total of five? It's five in this case. Oh, it's, it's a only total the warm-up. Yeah, it's gotcha. only the warm-up. Yeah. Got to be a little bit um, careful with the point. So, uh, yeah, Sure, five. no, just, just curious. And then the second question I had was, why is it starting a little bit later this year rather than on, say, you know, midnight of the 31st of September, which would be the 1st of October? 31st of yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I looked at it, and it, it, would, it, it stretched out a little too long. Uh, last year was a five-week uh, madness, mm-hmm. and so I was trying to keep it to four. Um, it's still gotcha. like... Yeah, um, but the, but the warm up it really is six weeks. So <laughs> you know, you know, there's plenty of ways to get points. Um, Understood. To, uh, of during the warm up. So yeah, no, I don't always start at this late. This is actually one of the latest starts I think Madness has ever had. But it has started as late as the fourth before. I know that for a fact. Um, yeah. I would I would rather start it close to the first, but the first is a Tuesday. It doesn't quite work, but. I do have plans for October 1st, so we'll get cool. to that. Yeah. Well, so I am kind of a newbie. This is only my third year. Wow. Well, only third year, I think that's pretty good. We have a brand new judge yeah. this year. She's contestant. Um, uh, we had a contestant, uh, Jamie Clemens-Long, uh, decide to uh, be a, a first-time judge this year. So that's going to be awesome. Big deal. Uh, so we're going to – I'll talk about teams in a little bit. Because we do want to talk about teams and announce the names. Uh, so, uh, number three, though, Nat, this is important, okay? So, okay. Ma- this, is about the, this is about the weekly summary, okay? Maniacs okay. must post your weekly summary once a week on a Facebook note, the group page files, or on their personal blog and link it to the Madness page. So, it, everything should be funneled to the Madness page. Really important, though. To tag, if you even if you forget to do that, tag me, Elizabeth Catherine Gray, the Huntress, and whoever your team judges. So very mm-hmm. important, so we can find your summary later because we might not be able to get to it immediately, and that's the best way to find your summary. Um, I will have to say that it's easier to do the madness if you have a touchscreen or a laptop um, over your phone because you can't really post a Facebook note, and you can do summaries on the wall. Aaron Kogan does it all the time, but that can get cluttered and cluttered, so you have mm-hmm. to be careful with that. So that's why I like links on the madness page because then I can find mm-hmm. it faster. So, and the files are right in place too. You can write a, 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 you know, a word file and upload it right to the files and I can find it there. No problem. So all that. Any other questions, Miss Nat? No, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I assume you're going to continue to listen. I am going to continue to listen. And uh, thank you so much. I'm very excited to hear the rules. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the call. Excellent. Good night. Have a great night. Bye-bye. X, bye. So, judges. So, what is a team judge? Raven, what is a team judge? You are the oh. high team winning judge three years in a row. So, what mm-hmm. is it to be a judge? What, what the hell am I even doing? I don't know. <laughs> I, really, the judge, I feel, is kind of like um, a stage manager in that... We're the connection between the head hauntress 
headhunters and the teams and a way for the headhunters to not have 50,000 messages every second. I think that's <laughs> our main purpose. And then beyond that is to kind of hold your hand a little bit. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you've been doing it one year, no years, or all the years. Everyone loves holding hands. So um, <laughs> that's what I'm here to do, be sarcastic with you, read your summaries, read I'm, Re- read all the summaries. Don't just read your own team summaries. Let me tell yeah. you that right now. You're yeah, going to learn no. so much. You're going to see how things are scored because there'll be corrections at the bottom of notes and stuff. So if you want to learn how to do that, it might make it easier for you to pick movies. But you could play the whole madness and not have any idea how anything is scored and still win. And that's why I love it. Lorraine, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, don't report your contestants to, to score. Yeah, the judges have to do the scores. That's their job. The the people that are watching the movies, your job is turning your summary. We'll tell you how much points it is. If you want to try to score it, you can. We will correct it. I, I correct them all in the first week. The first week always takes the longest to get results out because I actually, I vet every single summary on the first week. After that, the judges are on their own. And um, I help them when I can, but I don't read the summaries as religiously tight because if I did, I'd just die. So, Raymond, <laughs> what is the right. name? Before I continue with the rules, what is the name of your team? My team is Team Dirty Pillows. Ah, awesome. Yeah, uh, do we? Does the peanut gallery oh, here it. know what reference it is? I know. It's Carrie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, Yay. you guys know. <laughs> All right. And that's why I love you. <laughs> All right, so we'll give another team judge a uh, team team name out. There's five official teams and two alternate teams this year. So uh, summary should be number four. Summary should be titled The Madness, King and Masters Week, blah, blah, blah. So something along those lines, something that I can see and go, oh, that's my summary. Yay. Um, okay. Number four, maniacs must post weekly summaries. This is important. By the end of the day, every Sunday, all time zones. So you have uh, all day Sunday. At some point in Sunday, post your summary. Um, and, you, and you can post early, but you can't post late. Now, I do give a grace period on the first week, uh, Monday, um, so you actually aren't due till Tuesday, but um, after that, you should be close to mu- uh, you should be close to Sunday as possible because Monday and Tuesday is when the judges do the scores. Um, so for, but, but there is a little bit of a caveat to that. Um, the first week, you, can, you, you cannot post earlier. Usually I don't care when you post, right? But you can't post earlier than Friday, October 11th at 12 p.m. and um, Eastern Standard Time. And why I'm doing that is because there's something called secret films. The first week I have 10 oh. secret films that people are looking for, and the first and summer, the first person to post a summary, the first one I read that has that on it, and we go by the timestamps on Facebook, so very important there, um, gets the bonus, gets a 10-point bonus. The reason why we do this is that I, I don't really want, as a rule, the, the, the madness is on your own pace, your own schedule. But on the first week, I like to keep people watching similar films so we can get the scoring down, and it helps everyone. And as the judges and my contestants here know, it's chaos that first week. So it's good that oh, yeah. everyone's on the same page, at least film-wise. Um, 
This is the only week with this restriction. The rest of the weeks, it doesn't matter. For some reason, due on the end of the day, like I said, Sunday, October 13th with the one-day grace period. Uh, the rest of the just don't be late. And late is late to me is Tuesday. <laughs> if you can get it to me by Monday, I'm happy. But I'd rather have it by Sunday evening, if you can. Um, now, this is for reviewers. Number six, this is for bloggers and reviewers. If, if, if it's part of your job, if you wrote a review that was posted that you wrote earlier that posted right before a film drop or something along those lines or or it it, it count or it's appropriate themed madness you can get the the film you can get the points for that film so that's for people that are you know busy about if you see like a screener of the new cream show for example um <clears throat> that's going to come into play this week actually uh the new cream show tv sale had a bunch of screeners if you wrote a review and it posts this week you can i will give you points for it so, um, and I already have one madness person that is doing that. So that's a useful little thing to keep in your pocket if you write a lot online. So, all right. Are we ready? Miss, my errands and my ravens. Number seven is mm-hmm. what's required on the weekly summary. Here we go. Weekly summary, blog or note should have, it's actually pretty simple. The film, TV series titles, and what uh, watch for the week. That includes the film year, the TV season, and the episode numbers. So, like, if it's season, if you watch episode two uh, of season two, episode four of Castle Rock, that would be episode 2.4, for example. Um, TV shows, though, you don't have to list them individually. I let you list them as one post. So you can just put the names and the titles, and if you want to give a quick review at the bottom of what you watched, uh, just make sure if, if an epi- individual episode has a higher score than others, because episodes will sometimes in- score differently, especially on Castle Rock. There's going to be a, uh, there's going to be some yeah. of those that are going to be automatic triple bonuses, and some of them are going to be worth two to three points depending on the episode. Um, you make a note of that, but you don't have to get too technical on it. Uh, Runtime is very important. I mean, if I can't find it on your summary, that's okay. I can go to Netflix or Facebook or, I mean, Netflix or IMDb and get the runtime. But runtime is how we actually score it because we don't score it by how many films you watch. We score it by how long you were watching movies. So the longer you watch movies, the more points you get. So um, some kind of rating. We like a thumbs up, thumbs down. A lot of people do severed fingers. Uh, Raven, what did you use as a scoring system? I think mine was pretty boring. I think it was just like uh, one out of 100. Um, I, and then I'd write a paragraph. Um, Queenie used to do a bunch of really cool, like, like you know, three severed heads and, you know, yeah, air, air, you know things. Yeah, so things like that. So, you know, like or dislike, I'd even take that. You don't have to. Um, and this year, because it matters for bonus points, I make sure if there's a relevant director, writer, producer, or actor on the Masters of Horror list, make sure you list them. Very important. Um, justification for bonus points and wild cards is basically the same thing as that. And once again, estimated point values are optional. If you want to try to score it, there is a score sheet I post, and you can see how I score points on the madness. But that's not your job. Your job is watch movies. It's the judge's job to score the summaries. And keep them short. Yes, please. I know that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. People like, Newt, like There's people like Newt who wins every year. She's our reigning champion. Um, and, and she writes huge dissertations. 
which are great reads, you mm. don't have to do that. If you want to just keep it as a bullet form and just have the baseline, what you need um, from madness, that's fine. Uh, you know, keep it keep it comfortable. Don't work too hard. Don't work too hard. This is not a this is discipline. It does take discipline to play the madness, but don't work too hard. This is supposed to be fun, and we're and people are reading and loving what you're writing. Just so you know, I'm loving it. The judges read them. A lot of the contestants read them. We all read your summaries, mm-hmm. and they're great. So we love reading your stuff. So don't be shy. We love it. Number eight is important because it's about film week. A film week starts every Sunday and ends every Saturday. So once again, so first week, October 6th is Sunday, 12.01 a.m. That's the beginning of the first week. And then the last week ends at at midnight um, on that following Saturday. And that's how the madness always does, with the exception of the final week, because Halloween is on a Thursday this year. Uh, hmm. And you get the whole day Thursday, uh, and sunrise is November first. Now summaries are due that day, but because Saturday, because of the great, I get out a grace period of two days leading up, so your your summary will still be due on Sunday, <clears throat> and you definitely can't be late because I've given you two extra full days. And yes, if you do watch things during the grace period, you can include them in your summaries. But once you post your final summary, your madness is over. So some people post immediately and get it over. Some people will go the distance. A lot of people don't go the distance because for some reason it is kind of like a spell. Boop, sunrise, November 1st, everything changes. I don't know why. The madness is over. It's waning. (coughs) But is it always? It's not fully over for all of us, so I still have to do the scoring. (laughs) So so the judges. So it goes for another week for us, but you guys are done. Um, And then and then every week I'm going to write my my own summary because I'm not asking anybody to do things that I wouldn't do myself. So I'm also writing a summary and watching films. And then I once the judges compile their scores and turn them into me, I will do a little magic and I will announce the weekly individual and team winners and also the overall uh, leaders and cumulative leaders for the whole month. Once again, we have weekly wins, and then the but in the end there can only be one, one person, an overall winner to win the madness. And last year it was Newt who was one. Since I think that was her third win out of twelve years, which is pretty darn good. She was a judge one year too. Um, any 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 um, questions before I talk about the actual points? No. All right. This is where. Oh, we got a call. Let's see. Hello, you're on with the sexy witches. Oh, hi, sexy witches. How are you guys? Uh, it's Nikki, by the way. Yay! <laughs> hi, Nikki. Um, How you doing? Hi. Good. Well, uh, it's it's really cool. I finally didn't miss it this year. I I almost yay. never catch it live, and so I got like a good jump start on everything. Um, I, I I had a question about teams, but I know you guys are totally off that topic now. No, <laughs> so go sorry. ahead. I'll go for it. No, no um, that's fine. I'll announce another team name I, as soon as we're done here. Awesome. Uh, so the first year I joined was 2014, actually. Uh, it was my very first madness. Um, and you did this really cool thing where you put us – 
in teams regionally almost. And that was kind of oh, interesting. I, I was wondering, yeah, I was wondering if you'd be, if you were thinking about maybe doing that again, either this year or sometime soon, or if that was like something you never, ever wanted to have to do again. It which I really totally depends. It really depends on who signs up for the madness. It just ended up falling that way. Um, usually, uh, um, I have had all female teams once. That was kind of neat. That ended up having a couple all, and that team won too. Um, the all female oh, wow. team won. Um, but Raven and I, we actually do the team sorting as the team winner. She gets an advantage in the sense that she gets to help me pick the teams, which is basically I literally pull them out of a hat. But if I notice there's <laughs> patterns, sometimes I'll say, hey, Raven, if I move this person to this team, this team will be all from Charleston, you know, or something like that. But, you know. And then I the stroke most- my goatee. And I spit <laughs> my tea with my pinky in the air and say, you don't say. It's in the rules. It's like page 11. You'll see. <laughs> oh, got it. She, no she, she, page 11. We'll read. She gets three. Basically, um, the team winner gets, when they sort teams, they get three passes. So if I pull something they don't want it, they can throw it back in the hat. Um, but that's really the only major advantage. And they get to help pick their team captain, which the team captain is just basically a symbolic title. It's just someone that's in the madness that's played for a long time. A matter of fact, Aaron Kogan, Aaron Marie, Steve Wandling and are all going to be team captains this year. Um, and they're basically just, they're just basically just cheerleaders. But they also oh, are excellent that. to ask recommendations for. So, if, you know, go if you don't want to t- borrow a tea judge because they're busy, have them, uh, uh, have them, you know, they can go to them. And, well, Erin Marie, we're talking about you. Great. She hung up on <laughs> Um But anyway, so you can ask them for uh, uh, suggestions, basically. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, team judges, team leaders, they're people that I constantly look, but I, I try to go to if I ever need someone. They're people that I really appreciate every single year I do this. So Excellent. So um we're about to talk about the point system. So uh but before I do that, Nikki, and we before we let you go, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and announce another team type name. And this is for Ooh. Judge Eric, Eric Polk, who wasn't able to join us. He tried to join us tonight, but wasn't able uh-huh. to. But his team is, and he's a huge Stephen King fan, Church's Litter Box. So Team Ooh, Church's Litter Box. Yeah, so that's a pretty cool name, I think. So Aromatic yeah, this as year's, well. Yeah, this, na- this year's names were pretty fun. So, um, so anyway, thank you, Nikki, for calling. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. I will continue to listen. Yeah, and don't forget to mark your in once I post the Facebook note after after we air tonight. Oh, I am so not forgetting. Refresh, 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 refresh. (laughs) Good. Right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, so number 10 is the dreaded point system. What is the 10? Basically, it's based on on runtime. So, uh, most we count a feature film at base points two, and what is a feature film? An average feature film for a horror movie usually is one hour and one minute to um, to about uh, 
two hours and 15 minutes. That's a two-hour film. So uh, most horror films are 90 minutes. So most horror films, Space Point is two. Um, and you got to remember, Universal movies are only an hour six. That's why I start at hour one. TV movies, um, if you count, TV counts as one point and count it as it would be with commercials. So if it's 45 minutes on Netflix, if with commercials, it would have been an hour. So you get one point. And then half hour TV shows are a half point. And those are the base points, and then you get more as we go in. So a two, um, so if we get over, if it's a two-hour and fifteen-minute film, would be two points. But a two-hour and sixteen-minute film would be what, Miss Raven? A two point five. Two point five. Yes, sir. Woo! Yay! Yay! <laughs> she knows she can do it. She can do it. She can do it. Okay, so I was going into song, uh, into production number for you just now. Uh, Thank <laughs> you. And everything. All right. So, okay. So uh, th- this is what is called accepted film. An accepted film is basically any horror genre, any horror subgenre. Those are accepted films. They're accepted for the point system. Uh, there's also something called a wild card, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but uh, I give a list. I'm not going to read the whole list of examples of of genres on the uh, and accepted TV and stuff like that on the rules. So it's not, it's not, it's pretty long, but it's not fully comprehensive. So there, I do write other at the bottom because there could be more. And I also count things like folk horror, um, you know, things that aren't necessarily horror, but are close horror adjacent, like um, art, things like Tim Burton movies with art direction, Guillermo del Toro movies. I, the, uh, well, this year in particular, Guillermo del Toro movies, he's one of the mm-hmm. original masters of horror. But, you know, Shape of Water is not a horror film, but it would be accepted after all because it is a monster movie. Um, kaiju movies, they're accepted. Um, I'm not going straight up science fiction this year, I think. No, I'm not. I'm not doing straight science fiction this year. Uh, but I do accept science fiction horror. I also accept... Uh, I also accept exploitation, video nasty, non-exploitation. So, you know, subversive titles, torture porn, um, pestilence movies, disaster films, uh, supernatural thrillers, which is another name for ghost story, and uh, uh, dystopian movies. So, like, a movie like Children of Men is, is more science fiction, but it's a dystopian future um, I would count that. Road Warrior, count that. Blood Drive, the TV show, would count that. You, you kind of get Blade Runner, even, would count towards the madness. And that will actually co- come into play because I'm allowing multiple cuts this year. So you could actually spend an entire week of madness watching nothing but Blade Runner if you wanted to. Um, mm. So uh, this year, um, I also am accepting any films that screened at Fantasia, Fantastic Fest, Nightmare Film Festivals, and the TIFF Midnight Madness or After Dark lineups. Um, so those are, because those are all film festivals that happen during this time of year. Um, and, uh, well, I'm a little biased to a couple of them. <laughs> so uh, I, anthology, there's going to be a big, last year was, a, 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 was Halloween Horror, an anthology series. Anthology carries over this year because of Mick Garrett, because he produces Yay. anthology. So, um, anthology is going to be worse 
especially TV anthology, it's going to be worth quite a bit of points this year. But just to remind you, because Mick Garris has produced Fear Itself, Masters of Horror, and Castle Rock um, gets at least two points an episode, Masters of Horror and Fear Itself are going to be ATB, our highest point values. So, and they're going to come into play. Hey, we got a caller. What's up? Uh, Hello, Hi, you're on with you the Sexy me? Witches. Yes, I can. You're on can with you the Sexy me? Witches. Hey, it's Kat. Yes. It's Kat. Yeah, it took me forever to get it to work, but it then I kept um but I finally got it to work. I have a question. Yay. Horror anime. Is that a go? Yes. And Hantai, if there's demon oh. demons in it. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what I was wondering. What's my big question was if, I found if it's a whole got bunch a of horror stuff. element or a Halloween element. Yeah, I usually accept it. But yeah, absolutely. Legend of the Overfiend, oh yeah. Things like that, absolutely. Wicked City would count. I could go into okay. how many uh so good night, yeah, Aaron. I, uh, so yeah, I found a I ha I found a stash of some horror anime I haven't seen yet, so I was like curious about that. But like Science nice. Gate wouldn't be Science Gate's more science fiction, so that probably wouldn't count, right? Well I'm sorry I missed that. Oh, sorry. Um, science Gate is more hor- uh, science fiction, so that probably wouldn't count. But I was wondering what? about Chaos Head. It, it, I would have to look it up. Uh, I'm not going to completely give yes or no's on air for, for, for wild cards at the moment. Oh, yeah. Except, okay. uh, because I would have to look up. Because remember, i got to look up things to see if it's accepted. Sometimes it can be accepted because of a person that worked on it. Because mm-hmm. this year is a little different because I'm actually – even though I'm talking about genre horrors and st- uh, all the genres accepted because of the way the rules are written this year, non-genre are going to be, some of them are going to be fully accepted this year. So I got some surprises cool. at my sleeve this year. Um, right, I also want to remind, yeah, remind people about TV also. Uh, a move, uh, I do accept reality-based TV shows um, during the madness. So yes, you can watch fucking ghost adventures if you want to. Who uh, would, <laughs> but you can. My husband, if he's going to make me watch Ghost Adventures, you know he is. Oh, my God. And But my personal favorite, and I usually give a bonus point for it, is the Halloween Wars that starts next weekend. Yeah. Um, it, I love Halloween Wars and Halloween Baking Championship, which is like the bomb. So I watch those yeah. every year. Um, so uh, I also like to remember you can make – you can argue um, – things for points saying hey i think this should be deserved points because of this this and this and we'll accept or not accept it depending on the situation this is not a democracy the the huntress mm-hmm. has the final say in all matters <clears throat> but i am a benevolent overlord and often say yes when sometimes my judges will say no sometimes my judges are harsher than <laughs> yes. i am um, that happens also, to me a lot <laughs> yeah I sometimes I also accept things that aren't like I said horror, but may horror adjacent, like gothic noiry things, not like mm-hmm. double indemnity noir or Maltese Falcon, but like The yeah. Third Man or Citizen Kane or Dark City mm-hmm. or Highlander or Sweeney Todd or Rocky Horror or Repo, things that aren't quite horror but would definitely fall in the and i watch repo's genetic opera every year so uh it's hey, one of my favorite I just movies got it. i just got oh. it here, so i just scored that one and i found yeah. a whole bunch of godzilla movies so thank you for the kaiju <laughs> oh Sweet. oh god Kai, kaiju is awesome so 
Yeah. Okay. Are we ready for this? We're going to talk about the Kings and the Masters now. It's time. So, and the special scoring. So, uh, this year's scoring is a little different. While all horror is still fully accepted, there's a specific list of people that will have special scoring. Please include the names of those persons in your weekly summary to make sure you get the correct points. Very important. Based on story by or executive producer credits are not accepted for these. Okay. Once again, no based on, no story by, or executive producer credits. Because if I gave a point for every Stephen King adaptation that Stephen King had a story credit for, we would it, that would just whack everything out. So it has to. And thanks for calling, Cat. Um, see you on the flip side. Thanks, Cat. So, um, so, but these the Kings are. Here we go. Stephen King, like I said, Clive Barker, and Mick Garris. Anything the Kings have produced, written, directed, or acted in is ATB. What's an ATB? Automatic triple bonus. That is our highest point value. <coughs> Some, uh, every, point, every film, let's say a 90-minute film has a base point too. Um, but some films will be worth more than others. So while I shouldn't say executive producer credits count, didn't count, producer credits do. <coughs> so if you saw that Stephen King produced, or Mick Garris, who produces a lot of things, he did a lot of television, not all of his genre, and that's what's cool. If he produced it, no matter what the genre is, it could be a romantic comedy that Mick Garris has produced. You will get the highest point value. An, an average film is six points. We cap out at six. No film would be higher than six unless it's over two hours. And if you want to know more about scoring itself, like I said, there is a score sheet. I will post it um, in the files, as well as the full list of the rules and some bullet forms to get you into quicker things so you don't have to scroll through the, the whole rules to find stuff. So I'll do all of that over the next week. That's what the warm-up is for. I'm getting things ready for the madness. Um, so once again, the King are Stephen King. Clive Barker and Mick Garris and anything that they have produced written, directed, or acted in is ATB. Next Masters of Horror the original dinner once all titles produced, written, or directed no matter the genre are also automatic triple bonus ATB for these people in particular and so you, if you watch just the list here of the original 10 attendees of the dinner, you can rake up a lot of points and learn a lot about horror. Like, these are the masters of horror. And who are they? Are we ready? John Carpenter, Larry Cohen, Don Coscarelli, Joe Dante, Guillermo del Toro, Stuart Gordon, Toby Hooper, Toby Hooper, not Toby, <laughs> Toby Hooper, John Landis, William Malone's, and production designer Robert A. Burns. So, yes, Robert A. Burns also, anything he did design or production design would also be a. <laughs> so those are the ten. Once again, Eight. John Carpenter, Larry Cohen, Don Costarelli, Joe Dante, Guillermo del Toro, Stuart Gordon, Toby Hooper, John Landis, Landis Floyd Monroe, and Robert A. Burns are all ATB. All their films, no matter what they've done, is ATB, which is kind of amazing. And they've done a lot. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget, they've got out of genre titles, almost all of them do. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. So, then there's the guest list. 
these are people who have been at least to one dinner. It's a long list, but all titles produced, written, or directed by, no matter the genre, are fully accepted for up to three points. So anything that they've uh, that they have done, treat it like a horror film. It's good for up to three of the ten bonus points. So you know, and it, and that includes anything that's non-genre. I mean, so you know, if they like, for example, Wes Craven's Music from the Heart would actually be fully accepted for the madness. I would have to look and see how many points it actually is, but you could watch it and get points for it. So <laughs> I'm going to read this. I'm not going to go through this list um, twice. I'm going to read because it's long. But once again, I have it bulleted out, and I'll post it bulleted out so you can print it out and put it by your computer. And the people who have attended the dinner are Brad Anderson, Dario Argento, John Badham, Sandra Bersil, Sarah Lynn Bozeman, Valerie Bremen, Alejandro Bruges, uh, Axel Carolyn, the Kyoto Brothers, anyway, once mm. Wes Craven, David Cronenberg, didn't know one dinner, Fred Deckard, yay, Ernest Dickerson, and I'm accepting editor for him, Larry Sussedin, I'm accepting actor for him, Brian Fuller, Adam Green, J- John Gulager, James Gunn, whoo, Tom Holland, Lloyd Kaufman, Routier Kitmaru, hey, there's Yay. a kaiju movie, Mary Lambert, who has, by the way, two automatic triple bonus films because of Pet Cemetery, uh, William Lustig, Joe Lynch, Armand Mastriani, Lucky McGee, John McNaughton, Peter Mendak, Mike Mendez, Takashi Miike, whoo, John Olson, oh. Adam Rifkin, yay, Robert Rodriguez, Eli Roth, Ken Russell, yes, The Witches is worth money, um, Robert Schmidt, uh, Rob Schmidt, Kat Shea, Ryan Singer, David Slade, Tim Sullivan, rest in peace, Quentin Tarantino, Brian Trenchard-Smith, which, by the way, I interviewed Brian Trenchard-Smith, myself and Raven, during, and Steve, during uh, the... Uh, uh, Madness theme announcement back in the spring, and I have it on the announcement page, so you can listen to that. It's the 53 minutes of gloriousness. Um, Nor- Norio uh, Sarita, I always mess up his name, but he's awesome. James Wan, Lee Wano, Ty West, David Yarovowski, and last but not least, three from hell himself, Rob Zombie. So that is the that is the Masters of Horror dinner guest list, and so anything that they have directed produced or written no matter the genre will have at least one bonus point and can go up to three and even hit an ATB for the five point value depending on what they hit and we'll talk about bonus points very soon I'm all excited about them uh, last but not least is wild cards we have them every year uh, wild card is, is basically you can watch anything with them no ma- uh, usually it's theme based no matter the genre and wild cards itself are only eligible for one bonus point not uh so let me i didn't explain that very well okay this year is a little different because we have this huge list i have a smaller list because one thing that and even garris admitted is that there's a few women on the masters of horror list but there's not that many and so i did a, a a survey and we came up with a list of women that are our wild cards this year, the women, the female masters of horror. But hanging out with them is my only permanent wild card. 
no matter what we're doing on the Madness, no matter what the theme is, Bruce Campbell will always be on the wild card list. Always. He's my favorite Hail actor. Hail to the king. Hail to the king. So another king. All, uh, and then this year, because, of course, he passed 48 hours ago, I just added Sid Haig because it's Sid Haig. And he's actually got a few genre titles. So um, Sid Haig was always working. So uh, towards the end of his life, especially. So a wild card means all the horror titles that these people work on are fully accepted, like normal. So horror is fully accepted. And a non-horror title can get up to one bonus point. So with Bruce Campbell and Sid Haig, we have a nice little list of women. We have Anna Lily Amapur, Catherine Bigelow, Marion Heron, Jennifer Kent, Karis Kusama, Lynn Ramsey, and the Soskas. So that's the list. Um, so, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a nice little small list of, of women, but a very powerful one. So that is the list. Once again, don't worry if you don't, if you don't remember any of these names. I will make an a la carte version of it that you can post on your wall. Um, so let's go straight up to bonus points, shall we? I'll get to the uh, amendments and I'll, I'll, I'll work my way back through the amendments as we're going through. Okay, so the bonus points. What is a bonus point? So there are 10 elements, um, bonus elements in the madness um, that are theme related. Um, they have more than one thing in them, but if you find an element, like let's just say, Element number six is what you're watching use as a dinner party or dining room table as a major set piece. So I'm watching Beetlejuice. There's a big sequence where they do a dance around the pe- um, around a dinner table and the shrimps grab their face and throw them down to Harry Belafonte. That would be worth a point for you. You'd be like, bonus point. So another movie I think of with a dinner table would be You're Next. Which is a horror film with it has a major mm-hmm. set piece in the opening with a dinner table. So it, that's basically how the um, bonus points work. Uh, if there's an element you're watching it, you get that point. You can get three out of ten. The with some being um, little parentheses on the side. Read those parentheses because those parentheses tell you what gets you the highest point ladder, the ATB. So without further ado, because it'll make sense once I start reading it. Let's go straight into the bonus points, and then we'll explain it. And then as I'm explaining it, the sexy witches and stuff can give examples of movies that would fit into these uh, bonus points. Okay. okay? All right. So number one is What You're Watching is an adaptation of Stephen King's Clive Barker. Um, And if it's produced, written, or directed by the Kings or the Masters, it's an automatic triple bonus. So So a movie like Shawshank Redemption is an adaptation of Stephen King and would be worth one point. It wouldn't be worth an automatic triple bonus. A movie like Pet Cemetery with Marie Lambert directing would be. Um, anything produced by Mick Garris, Sleepwalkers, it definitely would be. Um, let's see, anything else that would fit into this category, either as one point or ATB? Carrie. Carrie, well... <laughs> Carrie's worth one point, but it's not ATV because uh, uh, he wasn't on the list. So what, what's his name? Director. You know who it is. <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian De Palma. Yeah, De Palma is not a master of horror, but Carrie would be worth at least one point and could be worth more depending on bonus elements. So it would definitely get that point. Number two, and this is just reiterating what I already told you. 
What you're watching is produced, written, or directed by someone on the original's Masters of Horror dinner list, and that's ATV. So once again, the first 10 names I listed are all ATV, no matter the genre. <clears throat> Uh, wild cards, for example, even if wild cards are only eligible for one point, but if they hit that point, um, they would get the full point value. So music from the heart, for example. Um, I just use that one because it's just Meryl Streep and cheesy. Anyway, um, number three, when you're watching is produced, written, or directed by someone on the Masters of Horrors guest list, you get one point. If what you're watching is an adaptation of The King's, or produced by McGarrett's ATB. So, once again, it all goes back to if the Masters of Horror are directing, writing, or producing a Stephen King adaptation, Clive Butter adaptation, or produced by Mick Garrett, you will get the highest point values for those. The other ones, you're going to have to work for. Once again, though, based on stories by credits and executive producer credits not accepted for those three elements. So remember that. It has to be a truly hands-on experience that's why acting like that's why pet cemetery and acting in stephen king matters because stephen king has actually done films that he's not a part of but he's actually been an actor in so you have to keep an eye on that um same with quentin tarantino who's also on the list with robert rodriguez um he he does a lot of acting gigs if he pops up you get points for that sometimes uh larry fessenden too so number four what you're watching is a genre anthology or a TV miniseries. So uh, if it's a TV miniseries, because Mick Garris did a buttload of them, um, you get a point for that. Genre anthology is film or television. So um, anthologies could be anything from Twilight Zone. I do accept Twilight Zone, Allers No Limits, Night Gallery. All of that would be accepted. Um, the VHS and the, the, the VHS movies, uh, those will be worth quite a bit of points and i'll explain why in a minute what's other good anthologies tales of halloween which we've used as a madness last year um what else has got some good amazing stories amazing stories which is mick garris has actually directed one episode and wrote i think a couple um let's see uh you know of course i said fear itself and and masters of horror um I'm trying to think there's another recent one, not VHS. There's that double X movie. And my little Ambipore has an episode on that. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think of, it was what, not the VHS ones. What's the other anthology series that's really popular right now? It's you movies? It's yeah. a movie series, not TV? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, is Black it? Black Mirror? No, never mind. But that's Black kind Mirror of sci-fi that's and horror and yeah. Hey, shout out to Bandersnatch winning a fucking right? Emmy. But yes, that but I do accept awesome. Black. I do accept Black Mirror because it's terrifying than most horror films. So, um, but what I'm going to get to is about the anthology. Is the genre anthology? I'm giving a special cumulative scoring for feature anthology. So VHS is a really, and the VHS two is a really good example of that. VHS, look at each segment and see who's written and directed it. And I will cumulative points her director on the guest list up to the ATB. So, uh, yeah, VH, so yeah, that'll be fun to score. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if they know, if they realize, but that's actually no, it's not that hard because you just go to IMDb and see who oh, the director's names come IMDb right up. IMDb so. is my savior. There's no yes. way we could do this without IMDb. 
We couldn't, because sometimes when people don't know their own movies they're watching and give me a very vague summary, I have to go into keywords yes. to see if I can figure right. out a plot. <laughs> right. So, so, okay. uh, so once again, a feature film anthology who wrote and directed individual segments. If more than one masters of the horror from the guest list, bonus points are accumulated to, to the ATB. Wild card list included, okay, so that includes the people on the wild card list. One segment by the king or the masters from the original dinner, and it's automatic triple bonus. So if Guillermo del Toro directed one out of the six segments of your movie, you get the whole six points sense. for the movie. So that makes it easier for us judges. Yeah, so, totally. Uh, yeah. All right. So here's where it gets fun. Uh, number five, machines and inanimate objects or body parts come to life and go on a murderous rampage based on our oh, mascot boy. film, Maximum Overtime. So... Um, you know, directed by Stephen King himself when he was all coked out. So I had to put that in. <laughs> um, and the body parts. And thing, it has of course, Lisa is, Simpson is, in it. Yeah. And body parts. It, the body parts thing is a shout out to Clive Barker, by the way, the body politics. So um, number six, once again, once you're watching, uses a dinner party or a dining room table as a major set piece. Number seven, animals or plants attack or a force of nature, weather event accompanies foreshadows peril. Oh, and there's a parenthesis on this one. Cats equal ATV. So oh boy. Let's, give a good ex- right on. let's give a good example of a Stephen King film that would get a bonus point for force of nature or animals attack. Oh, force of nature. How about um, The Mist? The Mist, that's good. That's uh, I was thinking of... Nature. Storm of the Century. I was thinking that it would oh, also yeah. get TV, and it would also get TV. <laughs> Natalie said all of them. All of them, all of them. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All so um, good. Correct. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, cats, are in particular, because you'll see a lot of cats, obviously, in Stephen King and Mick Garris, but also in Kyle Barker. He's got cats. And I was mentioning Mausoleum. I got from Vinegar Syndrome's table. Um, it's a horror film. At one point, an evil a cat pukes up another evil cat. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, then that cat goes on a mur- and that cat goes on a murderous rampage. So, uh, you okay. know, so it, it, that, that movie what is ATV because of cats. So it has nothing to do with Stephen King, but because it has cats, it gets the ATV. Uh, another film with cats that isn't to do with Stephen King that gets the ATV would be Let the Right One In. Uh, the first one, the original one, not the sequ- yeah. not the remake. The original one has a really That's cheesy scene with cats attacking. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so watching horror films with cats in it, it will get you a lot of fucking points. Um, number eight, a shout out to uh, Clive Barker, a porter to oh, well Stephen King too for that matter. A portal to another dimension or realm is opened, or a hidden world is revealed. So Hellraiser, basically. Clearly, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. um, trying, you know, there's films that aren't related to Stephen King. It has a portal to another realm. There's a, a kids film I played a couple years back called The Hole. Um, that would count. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if you could find a oh. way, I'm not saying it is Masters of Horror. I mean, the Masters of the Universe, the original one, because it has a portal in it. Or Shira. If there's a way to justify that, I would allow. Um, points for those titles, and you might even get the portal for bonus points. So, see if you can argue a case for it. Um, <clears throat> number nine, 
live body modification, willing or forcibly. So that would be everything from torture porn to American Mary. Um, or scissors, power tools, or chains are used as devices of torture, murder, and restraint. So I was thinking of a modern film that uses scissors in particular, actually two films, but one in particular that uses scissors as a major, uh, major point in a movie and that has nothing to do with Stephen King that would get this point would be the new film Us. Obviously, yeah. uh, which I saw a lot of cosplay of, so uh, that's cool. Uh, you know, obviously the chain I was thinking the May. <laughs> like that's May how is... new my brain went. <laughs> oh, like, it's kind of old now. <laughs> and May but yeah, it old, had but, scissors but in it. Was, it did have scissors in it. Uh, so yeah. uh, you know, power tools, uh, kill you know, the driller killer. Uh, sure. uh, what's not? What's the the toolbox murders? Which, by the way, I was is just going to say movie. that also Angela Betis. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, this one's always like a location uh, point. Takes place in. Guess where one of those places is? Aaron Cogan. Where would it take place in? Huh? Huh? Where would it take place? Huh? Huh? I'm going with a, a theme park. Uh, uh, yeah. No no, no. 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 Location. No. Place. Back up. Back up. Uh, oh me. Go, go. Go to a land. It's Stephen King. Where does it take place? Where does Maine. it take place? Yes! Maine. <laughs> ding, Maine. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Maine and Portland, because a lot of his films also take place in Portland. So Maine, Los Angeles, London, or Portland, Oregon. So Maine and Portland for Stephen <laughs> King, Los Angeles for Mick Garris, and London for Clive Barker for London. So that's the bonus points. If you don't remember them, that's fine. Listen to this again. And once again, I'll post the rules later. So we're just going to go right up. I'm going to go real quick over the amendments this year because every rules change a little bit. Um, these are basically what stays the same. I do allow documentaries, mondos, and reality television. Um, once again, I said you could allow reality television. I do accept bonus points for reality television, but I don't accept bonus points for mondo and doc films because if I had to give bonus points for every clip in a movie retrospective, it would just be too difficult. So but do watch documentaries in Mondo films, and you can actually sit and do a lot of them. And once again, if Stephen King or Clive Barker comes up in that documentary, that will make it an automatic triple bonus. So remember that. So if you see Stephen King, Clive Barker in a documentary, booyah, you got points. Um, matter of fact, the history of horror on Shudder has a Stephen King. Um, um, and speaking of horror shorts and trailers and serials, if you're, I can't take any film short that's under a half hour for points. And the minimum to get points in the madness is a half hour. I just can't do it. But if you watch a bunch of shorts or trailers or a serial together in one sitting, um, I, you can count it for the entire duration of that sitting. So if you go to a horror shorts block at a film festival, you can count that hour, two hours as points. This is no bonus points accepted, but you do get points for it. Um, I am allowing rewatches this year of multiple cuts because of the nature of madness. Clive Barker's films have been cut to shit, so is a lot of Stephen King's movies. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and, uh, so I am allowing multiple cuts. Now, this is different length films, not different titles. So it, Nightbreed has two or three different cuts, but the movie, um, what's it, the Mario Bava movie, Twitch of the Death Nerve, literally has 15 different names, but 
the cut is exactly the same. So you can only count that one once. But Bay of Blood, Twitch of the Earth, once. But Nightbreed has the director's cut, has the minion cut, you know, and has the European cut. Same with Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, George Romero. I would allow multiple watches of that because there's three different cuts of that. Uh, Brazil and Blade Runner. Blades are both dystopian futures, so they're accepted, and there's multiple cuts of them. So you could watch multiple cuts of the same film and still get points for it. Um, a reminder about non-horror wild cards, they're only allowed one element only. But once again, if that element hits the ATB, you'll still get the highest point value. So any out-of-genre films that hit an ATB, like if there's a cat attack in, let's say, uh, I don't know, Burn Notice. Burn Notice is Bruce Campbell's TV show. If a cat attacks him, you get automatic triple bonus for that. So remember, Bruce Campbell and the list of Master Horror are not necessarily the wild cards. This means you can watch anything they've done. Uh, so, uh, let's see, anything else I have to mention? Uh, once again, we I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll talk about that one in a minute. Okay, so, and because it's Stephen King and Clive Barker, I'm allowing, for the first time ever, for Maniacs to turn in books for points. This is the oh, first time on. I've done it. This is listening up new to the madness. I am allowing two books for the ma- per maniac. One by the king and one by um, one by um, uh, Clive Barker. Barker. The minimum 125 pages. So minimum 125 pages. That means uh, Graveyard Shift is probably the shortest book. Um, that would be the minimum, basically 125 pages. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, and it, you'll, I'll give them some points later, but you get two books. So, uh, and you have the whole month to turn in those two books. Um, I'm also allowing a special scoring for two podcasts that are related to the Masters of Horror. One is Postmortem with Mick Garris, which Mick Garris interviewing people. The other one is Eli Roth's History of Horror Un- Uncut on Shudder. The TV show is cool, but the podcast that goes with it is better. And uh, that's I'll talk about the points. And that that is how much is that for that one? That was a podcast. The book points are one book is five points, but if you turn in both books, it's fifteen. And believe me, read them. I'll quiz you on them. Um, Master of Horror podcast points are uh, it'll be one point per hour. Um, forty-five minutes is the minimum. I count that as one point. So forty-five minutes to an hour is one point. If it's a master of horror, if it's on the list, it's two points. If or if it's a wild card, if it's Stephen King or Clive Barker, it's five points. So there, postmortem with Mick Garris does have a Stephen King episode, and that is worth five points. So, um, and uh, last but not least, and you can talk to the judges about this. If you're a busy ass person in Halloween, like a lot of us are, if you're going to horror conventions or you're working a play or you're working a convention or you're working a walkthrough, I do allow work handicap and personal challenges for our busier maniacs so you don't lose points. Um, Sean Burkay, the king of loopholes, uses it every year because he's usually performing on stage. And so he gets one point per rehearsal, and then I give him two to five, depending on the play he's in. He was in Sweeney Todd one year, so he got a little extra points for that. But it's just basically so it's like it's basically giving you a free movie uh, a day. So um, do ask. A personal challenge is when I tell you to try to do something at a horror convention. Like if you are 
Like uh, I might look at the list and say, go take a picture with uh, Bill Mosley for points and you get extra points for taking pictures of Bill Mosley. Uh, and those go into the overall, they do not go into the weekly. So uh, this is personally points for the, for the maniac. So do we have any questions? Um, I do not have a question. I have a comment. Okay. Do you have time for that? Yes, we do. I I padded extra okay. time for this episode. I just wanted to say that I I think it's so cool to add this other the other mediums into the madness and. Some years I'm not doing anything because I'm laid out on the couch with medical stuff, and some years I'm working all freaking day. And to be able to get points to take the bus and listen to the podcast and stuck on the bus for two hours to get to the theater one day, hey, that's still points. And maybe I have to wait in the waiting room for my stupid doctor. I can read my book and still get points. And I think that's really cool. It makes it way more accessible. Um, and who knows what other branches of the madness this might grow. I just think it's really awesome. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to do too, go overboard because then I got too much media no. coming at me. But No, but it's a nice little – it's, yeah, a, it's it, a trial. It, <laughs> it, it made yeah. sense. That, you know, the podcast and the books made sense considering who's, who our kings are. I mean, Mick Garrett's right. postmortem is fantastic. And, of course, Kevin, you know, King and Barker – We've all read at least one book by them each. I've read almost every Clive Barker book, and I've read a good most of the Cave and King books, but I've never read Pet Cemetery, even though it's in my drawer next to my bed. Nice. <laughs> so, um, get on Aaron, you said you had, a, you had a lot of questions, you said, Aaron. Yeah. No, I'm good. Go ahead. So far. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Yeah. So. I was mentioning the secret films for the first week, and this can go longer than the first week, but most of these will be found in the first week. There's 10 films. There, I, I sometimes do a, a, a tiered scoring, but since there's so much different scoring this year, I'm just keeping it to 10 films, a 10-point bonus. So the judges will score it as it's scored. So an automatic triple bonus film will be six, for example. But then if it's on a summary that posts, uh, the first person to post a summary with one of these movies will get a 10-point bonus on top of it. Um, and, and what that is, is to give some people, it's good. Some people go for the bonuses. Some people don't. Um, it, some people know they're not going to have a good week, a good month. So they top load themselves in the first week so they can trickle around for the rest of the week. However, third week is going to, we haven't even talked about the big grand finale in the third week yet. So I can't wait to tell you about that. But first things first, secrets of the masters. So these are, 10 clues and you guys don't blurt out the answers we're just going to read them uh mm. and uh Aaron, you you can go i know i know but that's as far as we can <laughs> do okay <laughs> okay so there, these are all films related to the masters of horror list and stephen king and clive barker um number one the video take on me by aha has a direct tribute to the psychedelic pseudo scientific romp that's number one. The video, Pick on Me by AHA, has a direct tribute to the psych- this psychedelic pseudo-scientific romp. Number two, Stephen King's horror short is based on the lunar calendar and is illustrated by comic, comic book artist Bernie Wrightson. And believe it or not, yes. that was a question I got in a different, um, at another trivia question. But, and I got it right. It was the one that gave nice. me the win. So I had to. Good job. All right. 
Okay. Number three, it took a year for Roger Corman to convince this director to make this film. Afterwards, she became an advocate for stripping as a valid form of artistic expression. It's probably my hardest one. Um, hmm. Number four, this film takes place in 2019. Maybe it's not so far from the truth. All right. Mm. Number number five, George A. Romero was originally slated to direct, but passed on and did Monkey Shines instead. Talking about uh, Stephen King adaptations. Mm. Number six, directed by Mick Garris, this film features cameos from Stephen King, Clive Barker, John Landis, John Don, Don, Joe Dante, and Toby Hooper. Um, and yes, it is an automatic triple bonus film. <laughs> so, number seven. Uh, Better be. Quote, flesh is a trap. That's what he used to say. Flesh is a trap and magic sets us free. That's a quote. Number eight. This is, I wrote this one. This is a poem. The rush to judgment of pride leads a race soul sucking his wife. Once again, the rush to judgment of price leads to a race soul sucking his wife. So that's number eight. Number nine. In DuckTales, yes, I went there, DuckTales, the Ooh. other bin of Scrooge McDuck, you can see this lamprey-like alien in Scrooge's Dangerous Vault. Yes, oh. I went there. Number, t- number 10, last but not least, one director cast, cast McGowan to get even with Harvey Weinstein. The other director put her in a blonde wind and killed her off. So those are the secret films. And once again, I'll post them a la carte. And we already mentioned the Masters of Horror book points. Once again, it's two books, one each from Clive and Bart and Stephen. Uh, must be 125 page minimum, five per book, 15 points total if you get both in. Uh, Master of Horror contacts points. Once again, postmortem with Mick Garris and Fangoria. Eli Ross, History of Horror Uncut. I will also include the Brian Trenchard Smith epi- episode of our own Sexy Witches for the uh, for the five points. Um, so episodes must be a minimum 45 minutes in length. Uh, podcasts are one point per hour rounded to the closest half hour. Two points if it's a Master of Horror or Wild Card. Five points if it's Stephen King or Clive Barker. Uh, Mick Garris gets an anthology binge, ladies and gentle witches. Watch all Yay. of the Masters of Horror, Fear Itself, and his new film, Nightmare Cinema. You will get a plus eight overall bonus for a total of 170 points and you have the whole month to do it so and i will tell you something great about the uh masters of horror series it's usually free somewhere online i think it was on tubi recently right mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know yeah. it's still there and roku tv had it for free also so so that's pretty cool um now for outside events uh there's a large list of what can be accepted um themed concerts film festivals film festivals are two points plus all the movies that you get that count you get uh, any accepted films get points uh but my favorite one is a dark ride funhouse mirror maze walkthrough bonus and it's been on the madness list now for three years straight and like the olympics that makes it permanent so here we go the Hauntress is giving a special two-point bonus for riding any dark ride, visiting a mirror maze, seasonal walkthrough, or a funhouse during this year's madness. Seasonal attractions with multiple walkthroughs count for two points each one. So if you go to Halloween Horror Nights, you'll get two points for Halloween Horror Nights, 
Plus, you'll get the walkthroughs and scare zones as well. And if they're themed, themed dark rides and walkthroughs, if they're themed madness themed, they're worth five points. And yes, there is some theming in the madness. Uh, the Halloween Horror Nights has a couple of five-point walkthroughs. Uh, but not all of them are just the expensive ones because one of the ones I give an example of is Penhurst Asylum in Pennsylvania, which is this actual walkthrough in a real asylum. It is totally cool. It was featured in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which was produced by Guillermo del Toro, which means mm-hmm. it's been an automatic triple bonus. And so that that one is five points per attraction. So it's two points for outside events plus 20 points because there's four walkthroughs. That would be one night, 22 points, ladies and gentle witches. So, yes, go out. Get off your ass. If you don't want to watch a movie, you've been on your ass too long, go do something like a seasonal event. There's walkthroughs. There's mazes. There's tours. There's plays. There's so much. Enjoy the festival season. It is wonderful. And no, Renaissance fairs don't count. <laughs> but dance macabre's do. It's a horror renaissance. It is a horror renaissance. But if you go to something that just has a pumpkin patch, a pumpkin patch will expe- give you the two points. So go out. Enjoy your seasonal shit. Except for on week three. Week three, Last year, we did a binge watch last year of all the Halloween movies, the Halloween binge contest, and a lot of people did complete it. I got halfway through it, Um, and so I decided to hold off a binge challenge this year, and this year's binge challenge in week three, which, by the way, the binge challenge will be the week of October 20th to the 26th, is Saw versus Hellraiser binge challenge. Yes, you heard me. Mm -hmm. Save your so save all your Saw save and your Hellraiser <laughs> movies for week three, okay? Because that week, all of them, no matter what the point system normally is, will be six points for that week. So the judges have to know that, too. So all Hellraiser and Saw movies will be HTB six points on week three, October 20th to 26th. Um, Maniacs will be required to binge all eight of the Saw films written by and directed by three masters of horror, by the way, and, and bin or binge eight out of the nine, I think there's actually 10 now Hellraiser films. Of course, the first two were directed by Clive Barker himself. Um, so binge. So once again, eight of all eight saw movies or eight out of the 10 Hellraiser movies. If you watch all eight saw films and eight out of 10 Hellraiser films, if you watch them all, so if you watch 16 movies, Okay, mm. you get two, you can play, in the, the Hellraiser film, I'll allow you to, you know, play around with, you don't have to watch them in order, just watch eight of them, okay, mm. and believe me, some are better than others, first three are pretty solid, um, the one in yeah. space, eh, not so much, um, <laughs> oh, but so um, bad. if you watch all of them, if you watch, you'll get a plus seven for 55, if you watch all the eight Saw movies or eight out of ten Hellraiser movies. If you watch all 16, you'll get another 10 points for 120 points. So that's a lot of points, and it'll be a lot of fun to see how many of the Saw and Hellraiser films people get into. Um, this challenge must be included in your week three summary, which is due as, on Sunday, the 27th, in all time zones. And um, that's it. That's the end of the rules. I have no other Yay. things to talk about. Woo! I am done. Um, any questions or anything I should go over one more time before we get to the final things tonight? I don't think so. 
can't think of it. All right. All right. Well, let me go right into it because right now the madness is actually already the, I started a little bit early because one of the things I wanted to highlight started today and plays tomorrow. So I'm going to announce some of my early, I'm not doing as many trivia things this year. I will be still doing pot spot trivia where all of a sudden, so look at the madness page, I'll suddenly post a trivia question and whoever gets it first, right. will get something um, or, you know, some along those lines. I always do things like that, but, um, I also do special view, uh, give special prices to things that are released in the theaters or on TV that are special. And so one of them is already happening. So I put it up today. I already did. Um, today was the 25th anniversary of Shawshank Redemption. And it played oh. at Fathom Events tonight, but it also plays again tomorrow. So if you get, if you get into the madness and go see Shawshank Redemption tomorrow, um, fathom events you will get 10 points for that i've already posted that so look for that and everything like this will be in the announcements on the fa- on the uh, on the uh, madness page so click the announcements you'll see everything that's relevant including the brian trencher smith episode this episode will be there too um so anything that has to do with the madness will be there um i'm going to drop tomorrow my first warm-up early viewing uh special and it's because it's about to expire. On Tubi, they have two relevant movies to the madness. One is Riding the Bullet, directed by Mick Garris, which I watched today. And that's a weird one. And then um, Daryl Lynn Bozeman's uh, Mother's Day remake, which is really fucking good. And um, I, so if you watch one of those films, it's worth six. But if you watch both of those films, it's, it's worth 15. And that expires, I think, in four days. I will post that tomorrow. So that will go live tomorrow, and you have about four days to get those points. But then it goes away. Um, our, we got two viewing parties this year. Uh, one is during the warm-up, and it's October 1st, since we're starting so late in the, in the madness, uh, in the, uh, starting late in October on the 6th. I decided to have the viewing party Tuesday the 1st. And it's the first ever Amazon Prime viewing party. I've never actually gone to Amazon. So to get points, you have to be on Amazon Prime. The two films we are watching are my own movie, the FP2, Beats of Rage, which is a dystopian apocalyptic film. So it counts. Um, So you can watch me on the big screen or on your screen. I will post an event page Mm -hmm. for this, by the way. And it's going to be paired with one of my favorite director, horror, directors not on the Masters of Horror list, Peter Jackson. My favorite horror film of all time is Dead Alive, but we are not watching Dead Alive. We'll be watching Bite Me, his first film. So we're going to watch two oh. very low-budget indie films back-to-back on Amazon Prime on October 1st. So that's the viewing party. Once again, six for one, two for 15. Uh, you just have to check in. I will point the event page on that too. And then the annual... A viewing party for the madness will be October 18th. By the way, any viewing parties and stuff are optional. These are just extra ways to get points. October 18th viewing party is going to be everything on this list is free on Tubi, though there is other there are other ways to stream these. But we are having our first ever Tubi party, and the three Yay. films that Raven and I decided on were uh, Children of the Corn, The Night Breed Director's Cut, and we're gonna follow it up with Body Bag. So that's it. I am nice. done for the night. Ooh, two minutes Yay. to spare till 11 o'clock. Well done. Once again, 
Excellent. So, how do you become part of the madness? It's very easy. After I log off for the night, which I'll be doing very, very soon here. Um, you know, I don't even think I have an outro music. <laughs> I just realized. Um, I don't. I don't have actually an outro music. That's hysterical. Um, <laughs> but um, what was I doing? I have no idea. What was I doing? Oh, how uh, do you like? Oh yeah. How do you, how join? Do you become? <laughs> How do you join the madness? Okay, so after this here, I'm going to post. I've already put it in the draft. I just got to hit post, publish. I have posted uh, a version of the rules um, on the Facebook note. I'm going to put that Facebook note on my personal profile. I'm going to put that Elizabeth Catherine Gray, and I'm also going to put it on the madness page, the Halloween horror movie, Meredith's Gone Madness. You must be part of the group, though, to play the madness. You do not have to friend your team, but you do have to friend me, and you have to ten- friend your judge. Um, Sorry. And so, yeah, this is how it works. Uh, you can't play it without being part of it. But to join, though, the Facebook note, you just got to be my friend and comment, I'm in. And once you're in, uh, that's it. We will take um, up to seven people of team. We have five teams that are ready to go, plus two alternates. And they'll be finished up the team list, and then we'll go for the night. So I already mentioned Raven's Dirty Pillows, which is awesome. And Church's <laughs> Litter Box, that's Eric Polk. Um, Anthony T. Thurber, uh, he's played and he's been a judge. He is, he is the, they are the Hellraisers. Um, J- our newbie, Jamie Clem- Clem- uh, Clement Lawns, is, um, hers is actually kind of obscure. It's M-O-O-N spells madness. Moon spends madness, which is a reference to the stand. So, aka Team Moon, M-O-O-O-N. So it's actually really cute. Mm, that's um, moon. And then, and then Chris Chris uh, Qualls is Grandpa's greatest hit, which is uh, in honor of Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then, go. last but not least, the alternates are Freddie. My boy Freddie, he's my uh, Freddie Young. He's been wor- working with me forever on the madness. He was one of my first judges ever because in slasher year I needed some help. He his alternate team, if there's extra people, is Team Castle Rock. And then if I have to play, because for some reason we have that many people, mm-hmm. um, I am the Fifth Dominion, which is a Clive Barker reference. So uh, also once again, I am going to post a Facebook note after I get off here. And just mark, come in, and in a day or so, I will list the people who got in, and then Raven and I will sort them into teams and slowly but surely put those teams out and look for that over the next two weeks, the warm-up to the madness. Look for spot awards. Look for the viewing parties. Look for tri- trivia, but not. I, I might not do a full session, but I will want to occasionally drop a trivia question you have to look up. If you have a personal challenge, you're going to see a, uh, a horror convention during the week uh, of the two next weeks during the warm-up. You can let me know or film festival. I will give you personal challenges for those. You get to count those points. Uh, just contact me about that. Work handicaps, contact me as well. And we'll take care of all of that once you're in. If you have any other questions, please PM me. The Hauntress is available, and she will try to get back to you. I usually am more available during the day. I won't be as available during the day right now because I'm in a brand-new job, and it takes up a lot of my time. But in the evenings, I will be available. And when I'm not available, your team judges and your team captains are always there to help out. So good night.
everybody who called, thank you. And everyone who listened, thank you. And to my sexy witches, thank you. And to everyone, thank you. Um, we're going to leave tonight on our mascot song. We played it in the beginning, but I'm going to play it again. Why not? Um, Hellraiser, once again, our mascot film is, mas- is uh, Maximum Overdrive, which is just a cheesy, campy, bullshit, fun time. Mm-hmm. And Highway to Hell, ACDC is our theme song because they go together like Oreo cookies and milkshakes. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, we will talk to you later. This is our last official ma- uh, Sexy Witches. We will have three more episodes. We'll have a Halloween ex- episode in late October, our year in review in November, and then our final Disney takes over the world with Frozen and Star Wars uh, f- season finale of Sexy Witches in December. So good night, everyone. Feel good film hunting. Much love and madness. See you on the flip side. And happy Halloween season, everybody! Happy Halloween!